Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short, so glad to have you along with us today. We've been talking about raising children and principles in Scripture about raising children, and an obvious question is, does this work with teens? In our country, and I think maybe around the world, teens is a difficult time. It's when people are kind of becoming adults. They're moving from childhood into teen, into adulthood. In, 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 on campus, I ask atheists, when did you become an atheist? Did you, I ask, do you ever believe in God? They usually say, well, I thought I did or whatever. When did you become an atheist? And it's almost always right in this middle school, early teen, early high school age, 13, 14, 15. Parents, it's really a critically important time because what they will say is, these atheists will always say, when I began to think for myself. Well, there is something about that. Of course, I would say, no, it's when you got indoctrinated by somebody else and you thought you were thinking for yourself. Or it might be when you decide to follow your own lust instead of obey your parents or what they told you to believe. But it's true that there comes this time when they have to establish, what do I believe? What do I think? As Christian kids, they've got to, shall we say, own the faith for themselves. And and it is important that they do get to the place of saying, this really is what I believe This really is how I choose to live, not just because I was told by my parents, but because I own it for myself. And so how do we help a young person through this time? Now, I'm going to start by saying there's several issues here. Number one, if you have really taught them to respect your authority earlier in life, before they develop, shall we say, that independence if you've taught them to respect your authority and the authority of God, this teen years is going to be a whole lot easier. And we talked a lot about the importance of discipline, but don't let me, don't overlook the importance of love. I don't want to assume that that was just there. Now, a loving parent will discipline their child, but a loving parent will also play with their child. A loving parent will be involved with their child. A loving parent will have a relationship with their child. If all you do is discipline and all you and you're known as just you're strict and all you do is discipline, well you you may be raising someone who will rebel against your rules as they get older. And we don't want that. We always try to with our younger children have to establish a pattern that for every negative disciplinary instance we would have, we would have two, three, four really positive experiences of playing, if they're real young, tickling, enjoying. Just We want to be having fun with our kids and not just only disciplining them. And that's easy to do, especially if we're feeling overwhelmed. We've got a lot on our plate. But we want to move on to the teen years now. And, it, and our teens are facing challenges that maybe you and I didn't face. Of course, the big one is this thing right here. It's called the phone. They face, uh, whether they have one or not, their friends have them. And there is access to information on this phone that will destroy their relationship with you. We obviously know there's tremendous access to pornography. And and that is a, a temptation unlike ever faced in the history of the world that youth are facing now. But there's also temptation to arguments against Christianity, against our faith. There's, there's every temptation 
right through this phone and through their peers and through their education and so on to say, discard what your parents think and just do what you want. I often do tell teens, your parents do love you. And I'm talking here, of course, about Christian parents. They love you. They care for you. They care for you more than your peer. They care for you more than your teachers. They care for you more than some creep on the internet who's trying to reach out and say, this is fun. They care for you more than the Hollywood moguls who produce movies or, or, or music. Your parents care for you. Parents, no one else is going to teach this to your kids, but you've got to. And this is what I want to stress with the temptations they face. You've got to be extra intentional in assuring them that you love them, you care for them, and so forth. But first, let's talk about these temptations because it can seem like they're overwhelming. It can seem like you can't possibly win. But we've got a claim of promise from Scripture that comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. It says this, No temptation has overtaken you but such as is common to man. And God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation will provide the way of escape so that you will be able to endure it. We've got to claim this not only for us, but for our children. We've got to believe that God is faithful. God will provide the way of escape. Don't allow yourself to be overwhelmed. Don't allow yourself to be intimidated thinking they face problems I can't understand or I could never know about. Well, yeah, they do face a lot of temptations, but you can understand. And God is faithful. It doesn't matter the surveys out there about what Gen Z believes. It doesn't matter about all these things. God is faithful. God will provide a way of escape. Now, It may take courage to walk in that way. It may take courage to take action. It may take great wisdom. But you see, parents, this is where you and I need to cry out to God at all points of parenting. And when those teen years come, indeed, for us as parents, it requires a lot more wisdom, a lot more grace, a lot more patience, a lot more faith, and a lot more love than we had to give in those early years. You've got to understand that. Lots of times our failing as the, the our teenagers are failing because it's we're being pressed to love greater, to have greater wisdom, greater faith. And we need to pre- us parents, we need to press into God for that. And we need to trust him to help us with this. So don't be intimidated, first of all. God will provide what you need. God will give the way of escape for your teen and for you. I think what's important at this stage is we need to win both their mind and their heart. Now, we talk often here about apologetics and evidence for the Christian faith, and you'll check, if you go to my page on YouTube, Tom the Preacher, just search for me there, and if you look down one or two of the uh, uh, playlists there you can find, you'll say how I answer tough questions with the FFDBQ method. And what this method is, is a way to affirm that people have genuine questions, but how to answer those questions and to turn it back so that we, simple answers that we can have to the objections people have to the Christian faith. Parents, you got to get good at this. I'm just sorry. You got to learn it. 
Your kids are facing challenges. Now you can learn with them. You can watch those videos with them. And there's plenty of other stuff on YouTube. There's books out there. You can learn with them and growing to answer the questions they're asking and finding the Christian answers can be not only a great thing for your relationship with them, but both of you can be growing deeper in the faith. Parents, your kids cannot, they cannot have a shallow faith and make it in our day and age. And if you want them to have depth of faith and understanding of what we really believe, you're going to need it too. You're going to need to go deeper in your own walk with God, okay? You're going to need to go deeper in your understanding of Scripture. You're going to need to find answers to the questions that are being posed if you want to really save your kids. Go on the journey with them. Study it together. Admit if you don't have the answer. Say, I don't know the answer to that. Never let, and teach this to your teens, never let what you don't understand keep you from holding on to and believing what you do understand. But when you run into those bumps in the road about what do Christians believe, what did the Bible say, why would it say that, go find the answers. They're out there. We have them. Search together and find the answers together, okay? Go to the right sites. Don't go to the atheist sites. Go to the biblical sites. We have the answers to the problems that are being, uh, the objections that are being posed against us. But secondly, I think it's really important in these years, we've got to win their hearts. We've got to win them when they're young, of course. I mentioned this earlier. But in Scripture, uh, the, the writer of, this, of the Proverbs, who's writing his son, he says, Give me your heart, my son, and let your eyes delight in my ways. Have you ever said that to your kids? Have you ever said to one of your, your children, Give me your heart, my son? They, you know, I think they want to do it. But sometimes we have to ask for it. Ask that of your daughters who are so tempted to give their heart to some young man who has uh, impure motives. Say, say, we love you, daughter. Give me your heart. Give us your heart. Love us. Trust us. Trust us. Say that to your son. Son, there's many temptations you'll face. There are people who want to lead you down the path of destruction. There'll be people who want to destroy your life. There'll be people who will offer you something, but it's a trap. My son, give me your heart and delight in the ways of God. Give, delight in the ways that we're living. D- d- don't think that it's a badge of honor to reject us. Don't think that it shows you're mature and thinking for yourself to reject what you've been raised to believe. There's many temptations in the world. My son, Give me your heart and delight in our ways. And then important to do that, I think, is it's we not only pray for wisdom, but we've got to become really good listeners. Look at what it says in James 1. This you know, my beloved brethren. Well, that includes you. You're, you're the beloved brethren. But everyone, not just young people, but everyone, us too, us parents, must be quick to hear slow to speak, and slow to anger. For the anger of man does not achieve the righteousness of God. It's really easy during those teen years for us parents to get angry at them. We think, come on, you're, you're, you're getting to adulthood. You ought to be thinking better. You shouldn't be having these problems. Haven't we trained you well? Use your mind. You're mature now. We can, you know. And the truth is they're going through changes in their life changes in their bodies, 
They're going through changes in trying to figure out how they're going to fit into this world. Suddenly now there's, there's a whole group of other people out there that are having influence on them, and they are trying to figure it out. Their mind is changing. They're trying to figure out things. During this time, I'm not ever saying, parents, that we compromise on what we believe. No, that's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying that we need to win their hearts and their minds. And the key to this, I believe, is being quick to hear what's going on, really listening to what, what why they want to wear that, why they want to go there, why they want to watch this, why they're thinking this, where did they hear that, and not in an accusative way, but trying to draw them out, being quick to listen to them, slow to say, I've got the answers, I'm correcting you. Because we're moving from this role of authority where you just obey everything I say as a youngster to where they've got to know why they believe. They've got to know what they believe. They've got to own it for themselves. And we've got to give them the freedom to, to, we've got to think through these things with them, talk through these things with them and help them come to a place of understanding. We have the truth. Don't be intimidated. You don't have to back down. You don't have to feel like there's a temptation here that you that God won't be faithful to help you out, but it may require you, may require me, may require us to hear what they're really thinking, to hear the to hear what's going on in their heart, to hear what they're feeling, to hear what they've been tempted with. They might even not a, they they might be embarrassed and ashamed by temptations that they're now experiencing. That that and you might say, oh, I didn't think my kids would ever have that temptation. They will. They're humans. So we listen to them, quick to hear, slow to correct and slow to speak. Doesn't mean we don't. You do speak, you do share, you do correct, but you're you're not quick. You hear first and realize, don't get angry at them. Anger can, oh my goodness, to to get exploding and to explode in anger at them because they're they're having questions or thinking or or wondering. It uh, it, it wounds the spirit. If you've done it, apologize, but tr- but realize your anger is not going to be what gets them to obey. Your anger is not going to pressure them into being good Christians. That won't work. When they were young, being angry and threatening might have gotten obedience. The older they get, the more they're going to say, they're just going to respond with anger right back at you, and your relationship will break down. We don't want that. So let's pray about this, okay? Father in heaven, I pray today for parents who have teenagers, and I pray you'd help them understand that the temptations they face that really are can be powerful, strong. Maybe we, the temptations we didn't face in our in our teen years, and I pray so you'd help us to be understanding, help us to be quick to hear, help us to be slow to speak, and when we do speak, it would not be in anger; it would be in wisdom, in kindness. In, in righteousness, that it would bear the peaceful fruit of righteousness. I pray you'd help us, Father, to be lovingly firm. We're not saying that we back down or we just give up. Lovingly firm, gracious in our speech. Help us to learn how to be, how to continue to have authority and be honored and at the same time respect the growth going on in our teens' lives and their thinking. Help us to believe there's no temptation that you won't provide a way of escape and you'll be faithful. Lord, we pray for our teens today that you'd protect them from evil friends. You'd protect them from temptations. 
You deliver them from evil. We pray you'd protect them from things that, that friends or that they find on the internet that can ruin them morally or intellectually as they seek you and follow you. Watch over them, Lord. It's a cruel world out there. It's a cruel world. We ask you to raise up children that we know we realize lord we they, we just can't shelter them from every temptation but we ask that you would protect them don't let them be tempted beyond what they're able and raise up champions who are overcomers we ask for our teens that be overcomers of the temptation to be mighty men and women of god we pray for this lord if we any of us have damaged our relationships with our teens help us to be humble if we need to ask their forgiveness, or we need repentance on our part. And then also, Lord, help us parents of teens to go deeper with you, to go stronger in our walk with you, to gain greater wisdom, greater faith, greater love, greater patience. You're going to grow us through this season. Not only our teens, you're going to grow us through this season. And we pray that we would be open to all that you want to do in our lives. We pray and bless you now in Jesus' holy name. Amen, amen, and amen. Okay, folks, I hope this has been helpful. We come here every day and get in the Word of God because we know it's a challenging to be a Christian these days. It's always this. If you're really going to press in and go deep with God, and you're going to have a shallow Christian life. You're going to need to be in the Word of God every day, and you're going to need to be growing every day. That's why we come here. I want to thank you if you are regular here because I know you mean business for God, and I know you're wanting to grow. And I pray this time will be edifying and inspiration to you. And any who are here for the first time, you're surely welcome to join with us. We'd love to have you along. We'd welcome you in. Like the video, join the, subscribe, leave a comment, introduce yourself. People will pray for you here. People will pray for you if you leave comments in the chat or later on in the in the in the uh, in, in the uh, discussion below. God bless you. I love you, and we'll look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Have a great day. Bye-bye.